And think of burnout as an equation. Burnout, when you do anything, you have your input and you have your output. When you feel a burnout, you feel a tiredness, the input you put in is the same, but your output is slowly diminishing, getting less and less and less. That's burnout, and it's a feeling of tiredness. You're discouraged by the lack of results that you're getting. So how do you deal with burnout? Well, really, in my perspective, you change the equation. You have your input, what you're putting in, and your output, what you're getting out. You manipulate levers so that you get what you want, the optimal results of, the optimal ratio of input and output. The way I see it, there are four different options you have to deal with burnout. First option, first option, you have your input, every output. What you do is you try to lower the amount of input you put in while still getting the same amount of output or the vast majority of it, the 80%, you still get that even though you're not putting in as much effort. The second option you have to deal with burnout you have your input, your output, you maintain the same amount of input, but you try to drastically increase the output you get. And how do you do that? How do you maintain the same input and get more output? Well, you do what I call a internal pivot. What an internal pivot is, you're still working in the same field, you're putting in the same work in the same field, but you're doing things differently. Try to think outside the box and do something else or you get a lot more results because you start doing things differently. And the third option you have when dealing with burnouts, your input, your output, you do a combination of options one and options two. What I mean by that is you decrease your input, you do that, and the remaining input you have, the work you still put in, try to do things differently. You do option two, you do an internal pivot with the remaining input you're still putting in. And you try to maintain that output or maybe slightly increase it. And the next option, the last option, option four, it is, in my opinion, the most difficult one. It's realizing that you've gained about as much as you can in that field you're working in. And it's time to Close the books, as an accountant would say. Close that chapter in your life, move on, and look for that next mountaintop. Do something else. This is really the 51st episode. All right. Still remember the first episode. I titled it, Down on One Knee. And basically, I talked about how I felt tired of teaching Thai teenagers in Thailand, that I was feeling exhausted by the monotony of doing the same thing over and over again. I started to understand, at least I think at that time, why a lot of the other teachers in the school I was teaching in, why they like to sit down in their lessons, why in my eyes they seemed emotionally detached from their profession. They seemed less than enthusiastic about what they did. I talked about that, also talked about how I was just trying to get through the second term of teaching the entire school year, fulfilling that contract. 
and it was November at the time, we still had three months left. I talked about how I felt burnt out being an English teacher in Thailand. So that's what I wanted to talk about today. I wanted to reflect on the first episode, talk about burnout. Right, so let's start first by defining what is burnout. So burnout is a feeling of what you're putting in, you're no longer getting the same results as you used to. As in, when you do what you used to do, you're not getting the rewards that were you were previously getting. Like the 80-20 principle, there's a feeling that you've already gained 80% of what, it, what there is to gain, and you have to work continually that hard for that last 20% chunk. And you begin questioning whether you should continue doing that when you're not getting a whole lot out of it, at least not as much as you used to get out of. So that's burnout, and think of burnout as an equation. Burnout, well, when you do anything, you have your input and you have your output. When you feel a burnout, you feel a tiredness, the input you put in is the same, but your output is slowly diminishing, getting less and less and less. That's burnout, and it's a feeling of tiredness. You're discouraged by the lack of results that you're getting. So, how do you deal with burnout? Well, really, in my perspective, you change the equation. You have your input, what you're putting in, and your output, what you're getting out. You manipulate levers so that you get what you want, the optimal results of, the optimal ratio of input and output. The way I see it, there are four different options you have to deal with burnout. First option, first option, you have your input, every output. What you do is you try to lower the amount of input you put in while still getting the same amount of output or the vast majority of it, the 80%, you still get that even though you're not putting in as much effort. The second option you have to deal with burnout. You have your input, your output, you maintain the same amount of input, but you try to drastically increase the output you get. And how do you do that? How do you maintain the same input and get more output? Well, you do what I call a internal pivot. What an internal pivot is, you're still working in the same field. You're putting in the same work in the same field, but you're doing things differently. You try to think outside the box and do something else, where you get a lot more results because you start doing things differently. And the third option you have when dealing with burnouts, your input, your output, you do a combination of options one and options two. What I mean by that is you decrease your input, you do that, and the remaining input you have, the work you still put in, try to do things differently. You do option two, you do an internal pivot with the remaining input you're still putting in and you try to maintain that output or maybe slightly increase it. And the next option, the last option, option four, it is, in my opinion, the most difficult one. It's realizing that you've gained about as much as you can in that field you're working in. And it's time to close the books, as an accountant would say, close that chapter in your life, move on and look for that next mountaintop 
do something else. Right, so let's go into a bit more detail about these four options that I briefly outlined. Right, so the first option, option where you, de you decrease the input, but you still get about the same output. I saw that as a teacher in Bangkok. So I saw a lot of my, my peers, my colleagues, they, like I said, they like to sit down in their lessons, they didn't put as much emotional effort as I did. I tried to emotionally connect with my students, just I think so. They didn't go the extra mile, if you want to sum, up, sum it up. They didn't go the extra mile in trying to make an impact in their profession. And the results, the output, well, they still get the same paycheck. That remains the same whether you put in a lot of input or a lot, or a lot less of input. Well, at least in the short term. And in terms of the kids, well, the kids that, let's, let's keep it simple, the bad kids. The bad kids, more likely than not, and maybe I'm cynical about it, whether you put in a lot of input or a lot less input, those bad kids are probably going to remain bad kids. On the other side of the spectrum, the good kids, the very good students, well, whether you try really hard or you, not so much, those good kids, they're still going to be good students. The only caveat is there is a good chance you'll be a less than memorable teacher to them because you didn't try to work really hard to make them even better. You'll be less memorable, you'll be less of a Mr. Powell to these kids. And you, the kids that are in the middle, you have kids that are very good students, bad students, the ones in the middle, that is likely the biggest loss of output you'll have. Let me explain. So those kids that are not the best, not the worst, they're in the middle, but if you worked really hard, put in a lot of input, there's a good chance you can really inspire them, be a great teacher and inspire them to be one of the very good students. You lose out on that, so that's the biggest chunk you lose out on. In my perspective as spending a year as a teacher, and outside of the outside of academia, also have say in a business setting. In a business setting, you have your let's say that you're a business owner, you own your own business, and you're feeling tired of maintaining the day to day of that business. You're feeling tired of always having to micromanage, manage every single part of your business. Well, where you can decrease the input is you hire a manager. The manager hand handles the day-to-day -day operations. Well, you take a back seat and you make the big macro decisions. You're the executive that makes the executive decisions, which is a lot less time consuming. And in both the academia and in the business examples, with the lot less input you're putting in, the remaining input you have, you can focus it on doing something else. Focus on doing something else to make an impact and increase that output perhaps in a different pro profession. Just a thought. Right, so for the second option when dealing with burnout, you have your input, you have your output, and you try to maintain your input and increase your output. Uh, I think the easiest way to explain this is using Michael Jordan as an example, the famous NBA player. So Michael Jordan, I believe he at one point felt tired of playing basketball and he moved into baseball doing something else. Well, instead of doing that, perhaps Michael Jordan, I believe, don't quote me on this, he played small forward. Small forward is a position in basketball. 
So instead of focusing on playing small forward again and again and again, perhaps he thought it was monotonous. He could have learned a different position in basketball. Instead of being small forward, maybe he could play the center position, learn how to be the big man, or perhaps he could, instead of being small forward, try to be the point guard in that in his team, learn how to be the playmaker. The, the point guard, if he did that through that internal pivot, if you do an internal pivot, pivot you, you're still in the same field, still working the same profession, same hobby, whatever it is that you're being burnt out on. You're just doing something different where you're learning something new, maybe you recalibrate and focus on gaining that 80% again in a subsection of a given profession. And option three, well, option three, I'll just go over briefly. So you, a combination of option one and two, you decrease the input and the remaining input you have, you focus on doing something else. I want to focus on option four though. Option four to reiterate. Option four is you realize that you've gained most of what you can in that field. There's not a whole lot more left and it's time to move on, time to close that section of your life and move on. And that's the most difficult one. And it's, in terms of being a teacher in Thailand, that's the option I picked. So in November, I said I felt tired. What I decided to do with the guidance of some of my mentors told me to stick it through. I stuck it through, I fulfilled my obligation there I fulfilled my obligation. I did as much as I could, conceivably could, for those kids with the remaining three months I had with them. It was from November to February where I fulfilled my contract, about three months. I did that and basically it was like an accountant closed the books, which is a difficult decision to make because it's a matter of throwing things into chaos again. You, you say you finished one mountaintop and you're looking for another one. That next chapter, as it's unpredictable, as no one can predict with a 100% degree of certainty whether the next thing is going to be good or bad. You smash things into chaos and do something else. It could be better, it could be worse, and it's scary. You don't know. Thing is, though, if you love a certain chapter of your life enough and you love the people that were part of that chapter of your life oftentimes it's important to let it go think of it this way do you how do you want to be remembered what is the legacy you want to leave in that chapter in your life do you want to be remembered of do you want to be remembered as being a person that was tired, fatigued, that's the effort you put in, you were putting a tired, fatigued effort because of this burnout you were feeling? Or do you want to leave with a happy ending? Say, let's use a PE teacher as an example. A PE teacher tells her students to run a mile, do the mile run. During the last 100 feet, last 200 feet, what do you do? You don't just go at the same pace, you power through, you sprint as hard as you can so that you finish strong and leave on a high note. And that's what you want to do, at least in my opinion. If you decide, you make a decision to leave that what you're feeling burnt out on, do something else, 
leave it behind, you close things out properly, leave on good terms, finish out strong. You want to be remembered that way. Oh, one more side note. Say, let's call this a bonus option. Bonus option. Some people might say, did what Michael Jordan did. He was playing basketball a long time, went a year in baseball, and he came back. Of course, Michael Jordan being a legend, he can do that. Most of us, though, are not legends. And if you decide to move on, more likely than not, other people will move on as well. There's, you leave, there's going to be a void, a position to fill, a position to fill. And someone or something is going to fill it. And if you live, you leave one year, two years, three years after that and decide to come back, time doesn't stand still. You can't just pick up where you left off. Someone else came in, maybe someone else better than you came in. Maybe I sound cynical about it, but there's always going to be someone better than you. And the people that you loved in that chapter of life likely would have moved on as well. So the fourth option, leaving, closing the books, moving on. Find that new mountaintop. Something me, I'm still looking for that mountaintop.